What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Today's episode, The Dream Awakens. I am so excited to share today's episode with you because, guys, this is going to be eye-opening for all of us. What I'm going to share today, I found some data this morning uh, that is going to awaken anyone that watches this podcast till the end. Uh, I truly believe you will see some things that you have not. Um, if you don't yet, don't give up. Go back, watch my other content. Um, pray on it, meditate on it, because guys, we're in a very unique time in history, uh, and it's time for a lot of us to wake up. A lot of us have already uh, been shook awake uh, by the events in the past. Uh, for me, it was in 2020. Um, I got shook awake and uh, it was not comfortable but the more I leaned into it the more has been revealed and um, we are going to talk about awakening from the dream and we are going to look at we're going to look at some really really interesting stuff in pop culture movies uh, television uh, even product design that is all telling us the same story guys and before we continue into this uh, I want you to know that this is a multi-faith, multi-generational, multi-race, multi-orientation. This is a universal podcast. I'm not coming at this uh, from a certain point of view. Uh, though I am a uh, Christ follower, I am a uh, seeker of Christ consciousness. Um, I believe uh, that the Christ has been here in many different timelines, continuing to wake people up in many different ages. Uh, I believe he's here now. Uh, I believe he is waking up in the hearts of those that seek him. And by the way, that does not matter what religion you are. Uh, that is for everyone, for everyone. So if you like that kind of thing, you are in the right place. If you're intrigued by that kind of thing, welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. So getting into it today, what's up guys? Charles, thanks for being here. I'll do a few shout outs. Gloria, what is going on? I hope you're having a great day. Allie, thanks for joining uh, Renovate87, thanks for being here. Maddie San Diego. Heather, how are you? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Mario74, what's up? Uh, Robro, thanks for being here. Jeremy Scott, you guys, uh, God bless you for being here this morning. Uh, this is going to be an incredible, incredible podcast today. So uh, what do I talk about on this channel? Let me Let me preface everything that I'm doing. I talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal. Uh, the beyond the normal, the outside of the normal explanation, because uh, even as we dig deeper in our sciences here on this earth, uh, we are finding weirder and more wonderful things about reality and the fabric of time and space. And so this is a great opportunity to really meld all of these three traditions together. Faith being uh, the thing that kind of moves all of the world religions, uh, spirituality being the thing that transcends any doctrinal set of faith and then paranormal being the things that we just can't explain and uh, we certainly don't know about uh, but we can observe them and even experience them uh, and then begin to question reality around us and wonder hey what's really going on here and so all three of those things you know faith in the traditions of the world religions I explore on this channel spirituality in the tradition of finding God within you, finding your true higher purpose and a higher form of consciousness, uh, finding that frequency of love that all of the ascended masters have talked about, um, and then moving into the paranormal, things like UFOs, uh, spiritual interaction, um, different forms of consciousness that we just can't explain. So all of those things are what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and I like to just set it up so you understand what angle I'm coming from all of this with. I do all this artwork in the background. This is the Great Unveiling Festival poster. Today's theme is kind of festival type. Uh, so if you've ever been to a music festival, I'm actually going to talk about a music festival. Uh, I love making these music festival looking type posters. Uh, and then here's another one uh, with the Great Unveiling. Um, and I really, really like... Uh, this artwork and if you do too uh, you may be one of the people that love 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 the artwork that I'm doing whether it's in my regular videos or in this video 
You can go check out all the merch that I have in my shop. It's all in my profile link, www.cubcooker.me. That's how I continue to do this every day. We've got a brand new line. This is the UFO poster uh, that I made, and we've got, I love this mug. I'm getting one of those, and I love the shirt. I'm getting one of those as well. Um, and so you guys go check that out. That directly supports this channel, uh, and I really, really appreciate it. So, all right, the great unveiling. What is it? Why does it matter to us? And to figure that out, we've got to go back to the beginning uh, in the mythologies of the creation of the world. So, uh, will we be reincarnated uh, as other beings? I believe so. Um, I don't know uh, for sure, but I do. Th I see in all of the world's traditions, including Christianity, that uh, reincarnation is definitely talked about. Um, it's definitely there, and it's not hidden. Now, it's been trying. People have tried to wash it out of different faith traditions for a while, uh, but that's certainly something that's been here from the beginning that I don't think we can ignore. So. So getting into Genesis 1, we've got to go back to the, the beginning. And because I come from uh, a faith background of Christianity, I want to look at Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 and actually read them to you um, and kind of understand where we have the true reality and then we have the lie or the dream. And I believe what we're going through right now is the great unveiling, the veil being separated between the dream and the true reality. And that very thing happening is going to create a lot of very interesting uh, parallels, a lot of interesting um, consciousnesses, a lot of interesting timelines on this planet. So Serpentine of Light, what's up? How are you doing? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Thank you for being here. Happy Sunday morning. So Genesis 1, I'm reading the Names of God Bible. Um, and this is where you have a divine creator kind of an unnamed God that goes by the name El or El Elyon in a few places in the Holy Bible that we have. And he's talked about a lot more in other like Sumerian tablets. Um, he's talked about um, in some of the Gnostic texts, uh, but he's still in the Bible a little bit. And so uh, as we get into Genesis 1, um, Let's see, uh, Mia says something popped into my head. Morning star equals sun equals Satan. So we're going to talk about that too because the light bearer is not quite what we've all thought, um, in my opinion, and, and in some of the stuff that I've found recently and talking with a friend yesterday, uh, I got some new data that really points to a whole different tradition on that whole light bearer, morning star, Lucifer type thing, which I will try to get into that today. Um, so the creation in Genesis one, it says in the beginning, Elohim created heaven and earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep water. The Ruach Elohim was hovering over the water. The Elohim said, let there be light. So there was light. Elohim saw the light and it was good. So Elohim separated the light from the darkness Elohim named the light day and the darkness named night. There was evening, there was morning the first day. So here's what's interesting about the word Elohim here. The word Elohim is plural in most traditions. The word Elohim here capitalized is specifically speaking of a supreme being. A supreme being. And we're going to see in Genesis 2 where the tone changes here a little bit. So, The Bible is nothing more than a book of stories. Uh, Narcissist says, hey, you know, that's totally cool. But stories have things that we can learn from them, right? Uh, if you've ever read the book Alice in Wonderland, there are lessons to be learned from that. Aesop's Fables, there are lessons to be learned from that. Uh, fairy tales have lessons to be learned. Movies have lessons to be learned. So no matter how you view it, that's what I'm talking about here. Some people hold the Bible as the high holy word of God. I hold the word of God as the divine computation, the creative energy that's in me and in you, the love of the divine father and the divine mother together creating 
all things. And as we're going to see in Genesis 2, that creation was changed. So we get down to Genesis 1.27. Elohim created humans in his image. In the image of Elohim, he created them. He created them male and female. And right here, the word him, we have to understand that that was more of a gender neutral term in early writings. That's, you know, we, we have kind of created that whole thing. Uh, him would just be something possessive of that being because uh, those early writings. And so this would have been in Hebrew uh, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but we have to understand that some of the stuff we have ascribed meaning to it with our modern languages that was not originally there. And that's just, that's not a conspiracy thing. That's just how it is. So, uh, Annie Logan, believing isn't seeing, seeing is believing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we are, man, I'm about to get into some modern pop culture that once you guys see it, I think you'll understand what I'm talking about here. So you've got Elohim, this plural being, the Godhead, what I consider the holy trinity of creation, the Father, the Mother, and the Son. Now we've taken any femininity out of uh, our modern faith tradition of specifically Christianity. I'm not an expert on other faith traditions uh, beyond the little bit of studying that I've been able to do, but I know that we've taken the divine feminine out. And when you have a divine feminine and a divine masculine and the product of that coming together is the sun, the word of God, the logos logos means the divine expression or computation. If you look up the Greek of the word logos. So in the Bible, when you hear, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's talking about the logos. And so the Logos is not what we have tried to make it through a book. It is us. It is the children of God. It is the original divine being inside of us. And so that's what I really want to get into here on this podcast today is who am I? Who are you? What is our origin here? Elohim created good and evil uh, to make life balance. Um, that's possible. Um, it is possible. So I don't know. Um, but I do say, I do say on that, that there are two different creation stories and that's what we're about to get into. So, um, let's see. Sorry. Uh, reading comments here. Uh, you guys have having awesome conversations there. Good for y'all. Um, so Elohim created humans in his image, in the image of Elohim, he created them and he created them male and female. So now we're going to get into Genesis two, Genesis two in the names of God, Bible, heaven and earth and everything in them were finished by the seventh day. Elohim had finished the work he had been doing on the seventh day. He stopped the work he had been doing. Then Elohim blessed the seventh day and set it apart as holy. Because on that day, he stopped his work of creation. So here we are in Genesis 3. And I've talked about this before. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. And, and I can't explain this other than, obviously, these are two different stories. Because now, in Genesis 2, we're finishing Genesis chapter 1. Why not just finish it in chapter 1? And then now, we're into verse 4, the creation of man and woman. This is the account of... Of heaven and earth when they were created at the time when Yahweh Elohim made earth and heaven. Wild bushes and plants were not on the earth yet because Yahweh Elohim hadn't sent rain on it. Yahweh is synonymous in Sumerian culture uh, and other cultures that uh, have his effigy on it um, with the God of storms. He brings fire and smoke and lightnings and rains. He is the one that can actually manipulate the weather to bless the lands and a lot of scholars say well they just believed when they prayed to the supreme god that he would send rain they didn't understand weather patterns on the earth well if you ascribe to ancient astronaut theory as i do uh and understand that our history is littered with things we can't explain drawings and caves and uh, hieroglyphs and different types of glyphs that explain and tell a much different story 
of beings from the stars and crafts, extraterrestrial crafts that came and made things and created what we see. And that's what we're seeing here. Yahweh Elohim formed the man from the dust of the earth and blew breath of life into his nostrils. The man became a living being. So if this is story number two and a continuation, he has taken something that was already created and that in Genesis 1 it says, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. And yet here we are in Genesis 2 and nothing is called good. But rather we have Yahweh Elohim planted a garden in Eden in the east. That's where he put the man whom he had formed. Yahweh Elohim made all the trees grown out of the ground. These trees were nice to look at and their fruit was good to eat. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil grew in the middle of the garden. And then it talks about a river flowing from the garden. Then Yahweh Elohim took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to farm the land and take care of it. Yahweh, okay, so if this is a perfect creation, why is he farming already? Yahweh Elohim made all the trees to grow out of the ground. Then he puts him in the garden to farm it. Yahweh Elohim says, It is not good for man to live alone. I will make a helper who is right for him. Yahweh Elohim formed all the wild animals and birds out of the ground. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called each creature became its name. And the man named all the domestic animals, all the birds, and all the wild animals. But the man found no helper who was right for him. So Yahweh Elohim caused him to fall into a deep sleep. Here we go. This is the dream, the great unveiling that we are being awoken from right now. Yahweh Elohim puts him in a deep sleep, and while the man was sleeping, he took the man's rib and closed up the flesh at that place. Yahweh Elohim formed a woman from the rib that he had taken from the man. He brought her to the man. Why is this significant? What's in a rib? Marrow. What's in marrow? Genetic material. Why is this a made creation that is never called good and the first creation is a created creation that is called good? And again, some scholars say, oh, these are just two different stories or different interpretations. Okay, that's fine. But I promise you guys, when you start to read the Bible in this order, in this form, it makes a lot more sense. And no longer the pastor up at the pulpit that tries to reconcile these two obviously different beings. You can't hear that and go, oh yeah, I buy that. Because once you start waking up to this, you cannot unsee it. And it is an uncomfortable thing. Uh, Serpentine of Light says, wake up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, love the inclusion. We need to eliminate division. We humans are one logos. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, New Heaven Fisherman. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And that is one of the goals of my channels, guys. Like I, I love all people. I want to embody the spirit of my father, the logos of God. And I am not here to try and convert anyone to any tradition other than the tradition of truth and understanding who you are as a divine being, as a son or daughter of God, a child of the Most High, El Elyon, God Most High, and understanding that we have thousands of years of people trying to justify the God of the Old Testament as the God, the Father that Christ spoke of. And I'm going to prove to you here how even in the time where Paul walked the earth, after the time of Christ, there was a theologian, there was a disciple, a man, who actually wrote some of the first pieces of the Bible that we have and put them together. Not necessarily wrote them, but put them together. And he believed the God of the Old Testament was a very different being than who Christ came to reveal. And that Christ actually came to reveal a brand new creation that was the original creation and brought something new. And I'm going to prove that with scripture here in a minute too. So you have this thing going on. Let me get through this. So for sin, the first sin and the first promise. 
The snake was more clever than any of the wild animals Yahweh Elohim had made. He asked the woman, Did Elohim really say, You must never eat the fruit of any tree in the garden? The woman answered the snake, We're allowed to eat the fruit of any tree in the garden except the tree in the middle of the garden. Elohim said, You must never eat it or touch it, or you will be unalived. You certainly won't die, the snake told the woman. Elohim knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like Elohim, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree had fruit and was good to eat, nice to look at, and desirable for making someone wise. So she took the fruit and eat it and ate it. She gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then their eyes were open, and they both realized that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made clothes of them. In the cool of the evening, the man and his wife heard Yahweh Elohim walking around in the garden. So they hid from Yahweh Elohim among the trees in the garden. Yahweh Elohim called to the man and asked him, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Elohim asked, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat the fruit of the tree that I commanded you not to? And then you know where it goes from here. Yahweh curses them. He curses them. He curses the land. He kicks them out of the garden. He puts an angel of Yahweh there to guard it. So I read this and I wonder, might this snake have been helping or whatever being it was? Might he have been trying to return the imprisoned Adam and Eve back to the original creation, back to God, back to the original being? I can't answer that question for you, but I can continue to explore this and I can continue to show you stuff that is mind-boggling when you unchain it from any faith tradition or religion or doctrine or dogma. And when you unlock your consciousness and when you're willing to walk away from all that you think is reality, all that you think is supporting you, all that you think is holding you up. And when you step into what Christ actually talked about, that changes the paradigm completely, completely. Uh, what is the true name of the divine father? It is El Elyon from the texts that we have though he goes by many names in different traditions. Uh, Yahweh Elohim, I believe, is an extraterrestrial God who took a divine, beautiful creation and made it into something, a perfect prison, and then kicked the man and woman out. Why did he put Adam under a dream, a dream that has not been woken up from yet, yet that serpent said, you'll be like him, if you eat it, but you won't die. We've been threatened with that forever. By the way, the law, the old law that Yahweh gave, only threatens death. Death. It does not offer life. And I'm going to show you guys how that works too here in just a second. So I want to talk about dreams here. I want to talk about uh, Marcion. Marcion of Sinope, if you guys want to go down the rabbit hole with me, look him up on Wikipedia. Marcion of Sinope was an early Christian theologian. In early Christianity, Marcion preached that God had sent Jesus Christ, who was an entirely new alien God, distinct from the vengeful God of Israel, who had created the world. He considered himself a follower of Paul the Apostle, whom he believed to have been only a true apostle, uh, who whom he believed to have been the only true apostle of Jesus Christ, a doctrine called Marcionism. Marcion published the early extant fixed collection of the New Testament books. Early church fathers such as Justin Martyr, Arrhenius, and uh, Tertullian denounced Marcion as a heretic. That's convenient. That's convenient. We've been doing that for centuries, guys. Call him a witch, call him a wizard, call him a heretic, call him whatever you want. 
and everybody else will take care of the rest. Yes, uh, King Light, Yahweh equals Enlil, and the serpent equals Inky. I've heard a lot of that, and I was talking to someone yesterday, too, talking about all of the uh, Egyptian traditions and stuff, and I'm trying to get more into that, too. Uh, and as I learn more, I'll share more, I promise. This is, this is a live, uh, as I uncover things, I'm sharing. So, aliens were already here, absolutely, I totally believe that. Uh, God knew they would eat it. It was so they could live with him forever in his spiritual estate forever. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why did it look good? Because it says in the New Testament that God does not tempt. So why is he tempting them anyway with this in the garden? Guys, it just doesn't add up. And the more we try to justify all of these things as the same tradition, the more imprisoned we are, right? Have you seen similarities in the Book of the Dead, uh, the book coming forth in the Bible? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, the Ten Commandments are in the, the Book of the Dead as the enchantments. Um, and instead of, you know, um, thou shalt, uh, it has, he has not. So it's like an enchantment assuring the afterlife that he has not done all of these things, all of these ten things. So... Uh, these similarities run deep, guys. We're so separated from it, and we've bought hook, line, and sinker what we've been sold. And you may say, well, how are we ever supposed to figure this out? Guys, it's up to you. Your ascension is up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to your neighbor. It's not up to your church. It's not up to the Bible. It is up to you. If it is important to you, if spiritual ascension and truth and oneness and love and light are the most important thing in your life, you will make room for them. Let me say that again. It is not up to me. It is not up to any TikTok uh, you know, live stream. It is not up to any pastor or any faith tradition to save you. And you may say, well, salvation only comes through Jesus or salvation only comes through this God or that God or whatever tradition you are. But the common thread of the new covenant is that salvation is in you. Christ is in you. You are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the original creation. You are a spiritual being. In the Gnostic texts, it says Yeshua said, if you bring forth that which is within you, that that is within you will save you. If you do not bring forth that which is within you, then what is within you will destroy you and you will live in vain. Well, why, why have we not heard of these Gnostic texts? Because they were called heresy and they were extinguished early on. Yet we have remnants of them even in the canonized gospels that we have. And then, by the way, in 1945, we start finding all this stuff we start finding all these things in the desert. Knowledge starts to increase. And we start shifting our paradigm back into some potential understandings of what's going on. And I'm going to read you guys a verse, too, that talks about what I just said. Knowledge increasing. In Daniel 12.4, in the King James Version, it says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Why would knowledge increase? Why do we have this common theme of knowledge, and why have we made knowledge bad in all of these faith traditions, especially the Abrahamic faith traditions? Because when you know, you start to wake up from the dream. And I'm going to show you guys some deep stuff right now. So let's get into this. So we talked about Marcion. If you want to learn more about him, you can go to gnosis.org, G-N-O-S-I-S.org. I'm not affiliated with them, but there's some great stuff on Marcion there. There's some great stuff on the Nag Hammadi Library. There's uh, Gnostic scriptures. You can read them there. Some really, really interesting stuff that, that we need to know. And by the way, you have access to. And you say, well, I don't know where to start. Well, start. 
And I promise you guys, if you seek it deeply, as I have, and you're willing to trade anything for that truth, the Father will show up in you, and you'll start to wake up. And that's what I'm talking about, guys. I'm not a scholar. There are some people with this that are scholars. I'm a creator. I make artwork. I make concepts. But I'm trying to create something here. I'm trying to create a tribe that is ascending together and finding new truths together and awakening together. And that's that's what we're doing here, guys. And we do that in love and light, by the way. And I also try to do that in uh, non, non, um, how do I say this? A lot of people show up in the comments and online and they say, this is what it is. And I'm here to tell you guys, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm figuring it out. And as I figure it out, I'm going to share. That's all I can tell you. And again, your work, your path to ascension. Why is the path so narrow? Because you have to do it. It's a narrow path, not because it's you've got to say this one name or this one incantation. It's a narrow path because it requires everything. And few choose that path. I like your research mind and mindedness. Thank you very much. Uh, and open mindedness. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, four miles deep, seven miles wide root system. Amen. Amen. Uh, where can you get an unchanged and old Bibles in uh, the book of Enoch? I have the book of Enoch on cubcooker.me in my spiritual resource shop on Amazon. Um, and then as far as really old Bibles, there's some cool, um, thrift shops and stuff online that you can get like a, uh, one of the early, like 1611 King James Bibles. Um, and then, uh, beyond that, like I said, gnosis.org has just a ton of like PDF stuff on there and research and studies. I mean, they've got Nag Hammadi library on here. Gnostic scriptures, uh, polemic works, Christian apocrypha. Um, they've got the Cathar writings, alchemical writings, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. So, like, you guys want this ancient knowledge? It's here now. Knowledge has increased, by the way. That happened. Here we are. We're in the age of information, but nobody wants to look. It's all there. It's all there if you're hungry. So. What about the Sefer Bible? I have a Sefer Bible right here. I really like that. Uh, you can get those on. Uh, uh, you'll have to Google it. I'm not sure what their actual website is, but this is the Sefer Bible. I'll show you this. Um, if the green screen will let it, maybe. I don't know. It won't let it pop up. There we go. I don't know if you can see it. It's black and gold. Anyway, the green screen's being funky, but... Uh, but the Sefer Bible is really, really cool. Now, it goes back to, it's kind of a, a Hebrew roots type Bible, which is really interesting. Uh, and they don't try to make this separation, by the way. They, you know, Hebrew roots is really big on tying Jesus to Yahweh, like that whole tradition and all the things that are being done. Why is, why is he tied to that? Because he had to fulfill it, because that's the God of the Matrix, and that God of the Matrix, too, visited plenty of other cultures. That alien maker God, uh, you know, sent his children out amongst the nations. And you've got the same similar stories running through everything. And again, I believe Christ coming to save humanity over and over and over and over. Uh, why over and over and over? Because he's an infinite being. An infinite being. And we have this one version of the story, but look at all the other versions of the Christ story. You've got um, Horus, Krishna, Dionysus, Mithra, um, all of which are born with a star in the east. The sunrise and the virgin, you've got astral theology tied to it as well. They were all unalived on a cross. Twelve disciples, crown of thorns, um, all talking about being the lamb of God, the light of truth, you know, all of the just very, very, very similar guys. And you may go, well, that's just plagiarism throughout the centuries. Well, it's possible. But again, I believe in the Christ because I feel like I was caught up to him in 2020 
caught up not in the clouds but certainly in line i'm standing next to him now i'm starting to see the matrix as he sees it uh bookmarked your site thank you very much i appreciate that um let's see uh yeah so yeah the sefer bible like i said if if you like that and you want to understand more hebrew roots it's really interesting i didn't find a lot of fruit in hebrew roots i still read it because i like uh guys i read everything like i'm not afraid to read something i've got a children's bible up here i've got c.s lewis i've got the space trilogy from c.s lewis i've got a Nostradamus book that I'm really excited to read. I've got the Sefer. I've got the Christian Standard Bible. Um, I read so much stuff, guys. I don't know why the green screen keeps. This is really annoying. Come on, TikTok. Let's get it together. There, we'll go back to that one. Um, 57 new comments. Okay, let's see. What what do we got here? So, um what did I miss? Uh, Annie says, yes, it's in you. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get into the dream. What is the dream? So I believe the dream we were, we were a beautiful oneness creation with the triune Elohim, the original, original beings, the ancient being, the one that's been here that nothing exists without nothing exists. And, and even these extraterrestrial things, mighty as they may be, are not the original Elohim. Um, too many coincidences in history. Absolutely. Yeah, wait till you, uh, Yoda, wait till you, or Yoda, wait till I get into this dream stuff. This will blow your mind. So the dream being something that started in the garden. And we've been asleep ever since under a physical matrix system. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, the beast system is coming. Guys, it has been here since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of historical time, for sure. The beginning of our recorded histories, we've been under the beast system. You can't buy, sell, or trade without the mark. What is the mark? It's what you do with your hands and what you do with your mind. It's on your forehead and it's on your hands. Will there be a, a chip coming and all of that stuff? Sure, I don't know, but it's it's all it's all nothing new under the sun. The paradigm runs deep, and if you see it in the physical matrix, it's a reminder of the spiritual truth. Because there is a spiritual law, because God is truth. Christ said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me." Well, is that a person? Well, guys, I didn't know the person, so I can't go through the Father through that person. But I can know Christ because I can become him. I can become a part of him, the body of Christ, and so can you. And it's one truth, many names, guys. All rivers lead to the ocean. Just don't get, don't get derailed on the river as you're rolling down it. Make sure you find that ocean. And that's what I'm talking about with this. So Jason Momoa is in a new Netflix show. It's called Slumberland. And this will blow your mind, guys. He is a uh, what looks like a satyr, like a, a, a half man, half ram. He's got the ram horns on him and kind of the hooves. You know, kind of that archetypal devil look. Uh, just watching now says, love your content. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um. What about Christ's story is Joseph's story rewritten? Absolutely. Um, and, and I talked about that with a friend yesterday about the Egyptian ties to Christ and how what Egypt was doing, like all of the esoteric magics of Egypt is what is running. Like, because Joseph, you know, he he's in Egypt, right? Like we have these weird ties and that story is like identical Again, it's all a repetition over and over and over because it's telling a universal spiritual truth. Did it physically happen? Absolutely. Did it physically happen like hundreds, maybe even thousands of times and we just haven't picked up on all the clues? Absolutely. I believe that because God is so infinite that he would continue to send truth and light and love and let it be unalived for the truth and continue to be a sacrifice over and over and over and over. 
And just as I've had to sacrifice things in my life to find that truth, he says, pick up your cross and follow me. And how many people are doing that? We're ready for, you know, go down to the altar and have this life-changing experience and everything's better and I get to keep everything I've ever had and all the same friends and family, all the same ideas, and I just feel better. And that's just not the truth, guys. That's just not. Uh, some says possibly nice theory. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And these are all theories, guys. Like we, the only way you can know is by going within, by true gnosis. That's why I'm a big gnosis fan. Because when you know, you know. When you know something, you're like, I hold on to it, and that's what I believe. But when you know, you're like, I know. Like, I get this, and I'm starting to see more parallels, and it's becoming real, and I'm waking up from the dream. And let's get into that now, guys. Jason Momoa in Slumberland. He looks like a satyr. Go watch the trailer for this. He takes this girl into Slumberland, and it's this perfect, beautiful place, this Eden-like all of these dreams coming together, everything that you could ever want. And he's walking her around and he's saying, here's the rules, by the way. If you don't play by these rules, you will be unalived. That's the first line of the trailer. You will be unalived. Okay. And he's like, by the way, don't mess around in someone else's dream. You want to blend in and find the door and get out. And so... He's taken her through this dreamland in this. And in one part here about, let's see, we're at a minute 17 into the trailer. This trailer was posted on September 24th, 2022. He says, I'm the boss, El Jefe, okay? We do as I say, you got it? El Jefe, El Remember, I'm talking about El, El Elyon. If you look in the Bible, you see Rachel and Leah, Yahweh, Leah. He was obligated to Leah, but he loved Rachel. This theme is everywhere, guys, everywhere. And we have, we have not been taught to read it. We've not been taught to see it. And by the way, I haven't. This is something that's been revealed to me. It's been revealed piece by piece. I've seen somebody's video where, and it uncovered this. Then I would be reading and it uncovered this. Then I would be praying and God gave me like a, a zap of like putting pieces together. And, and this has been a journey, guys. I've been on this journey ever since I was a kid because I never understood what I was being told. And it didn't make sense. And by the way, the God of the Old Testament never understood me and I never understood him. And I struggled with Jesus forever because trying to tie him to the God of the Old Testament, I never understood why I had to be ransomed from his father. But I have talked to God my whole life, and I've talked to a God that loves me, that's infinite, that has always shown up, never too early, never too late. He's taken care of me. He's done amazing miracles in my life. And for some reason, I knew that that was not that God. Everything is energy, including God. Amen. So if everything's energy, how's, if God is energy, if God is this infinite triune being that is in all things, his universe is the mind. The mind is the universe, back and forth. If he's this infinite being, how's he walking in the cool of the day with Adam? Well, if you look at the Anunnaki, the Anunnaki are from Nibiru. Nibiru is a cool planet. And if they came and made... Humanity, look at those stories of the Anunnaki and tell me you don't see the similarities between Genesis 2. He's walking with this extraterrestrial being. That's what I believe. I don't know what you believe, but that's just where I'm at right now. So, um, uh, Let's see. Aaron says, yeah, because they give you uh, meds to brainwash everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at this world. Take this, and it'll get you this. Anyway, he walks her through this slumberland, and at the very end, there is a golden bull on top and a Pisces golden fish on the bottom. You can see the scales in the back. Look at all the esoteric imagery. I want to show you guys from the movie Elvis. I watched Baz Luhrmann's Elvis the other day. Fantastic movie. I've never been an Elvis fan but Elvis is an archetypal uh, King Solomon in this. 
and King Solomon is trying to find the true God in this. And his manager the whole time is almost this Yahweh figure. And you can't, once you understand what I'm talking about here and you watch that movie, it just jumps out at you. Even some of the things uh, Tom Hanks' character says, he says, I've been here from the beginning and I made you, he tells Elvis. And Elvis goes, no, you didn't make me. I have made myself. And by the way, and then he goes into deeper and I don't want to paraphrase too much, but he's talking about how, you know, he was created to do this and that you just wanted to hijack what I'm doing. And they're having this argument. I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but guys, it's, it's deep. And at the very end, like I said, Baz Luhrmann has like crazy symbolism in some of his movies. A lot of people demonize symbolism. Um, I don't think the photo made it to my iPad, so I'll have to show you guys later. But I showed it on yesterday's live stream or Friday's live stream. So anyway, in November, Netflix, Slumberland. Give it a watch, guys. I can't wait. He's talking about you know getting in the dream, getting out, waking up from it. He warns her at the beginning, if you don't follow the laws, the rules, then it'll only bring unaliving watch the trailer guys it'll blow your mind then we get to coca-cola coca-cola's new product dream world i'm telling you this this episode will be mind-blowing for you guys once you start to see this like you'll go forth from here and you'll have like wow i see that and that and that and like especially if you like really go within really meditate and pray on this and really ask the universe ask god ask source for truth and say, I'm ready to see it, even if it disrupts everything I think I know. So Coca-Cola Dream World makes the most fascinating parts of our imagination real. This is on Coca-Cola's website. I'm not calling anybody out, guys, and I'm not trying. This is not conspiracy. I'm just reading the product here. You guys put together the pieces. Coca-Cola Dream World makes the most fascinating parts of our imagination real. This limited edition sparkling beverage from Coca-Cola Creations explores the realms of the surreal, the imagery, and the otherworldly. Experience the familiar Coca-Cola taste with a surprising and unexpected flavor from a dream world. And I haven't even looked at the nutrition facts here. Oh, it just has natural flavors in it. I don't even know what's in this, but I know that there's symbolism there. I can read that. On the front of this can, there's a box. There's two doors. There's a box. And there's a timeline running through that box. And I'm watching the movie right now. Uh, Zack Snyder's... Um, uh, what is it? Um, I can't even remember the name of it. Zack Snyder, I'm tired this morning, guys. Um, Justice League, thank you. I could not think of it. I'm a Marvel fan, so I very rarely watch DC, but we haven't had a whole lot of good Marvel properties come out lately, so we've uh, we've been dipping our toe into DC. But there's some deep symbolism in this, too. There's three cubes. They're called the Mother Cubes, and uh, the legend behind those Mother Cubes is they're black boxes that can actually shift time and space and reality and even consciousness around them. And that it's such a high form of technology that it was always seen to be sorcery rather than technology. And these things are incredible. Uh, they, they move, they shift with all these different cubes. Well, then go look at the can. You can go to Coca-Cola's website. Look at the can. Look at the door. The timeline running through the box in the middle through another door. It's a change of reality. What is that change of reality, guys? What's the box? I don't know if you've ever looked at uh, the black box computers. Quantum computing. You guys put it together. I'm just putting the info out there. I don't claim to know anything, but I certainly think that there's more going on to all this than we than we see. So Slumberland, this uh, Netflix documentary coming, or yeah, there you go, documentary. Uh, this Netflix movie coming out, 
and it may be a series actually, but it says a young girl discovers a secret map to the dream world of Slumberland. And with the help of an eccentric outlaw, she traverses dreams and flees nightmares with the hopes that she will be able to see her late father again. She's looking for her father, traveling through a dream world. So am I, guys. So am I. Then we get to Burning Man. If you go to the Burning Man website, Burning Man 2022 is Waking Dreams. What is Waking Dreams? Waking Dreams is their uh, theme for the festival this year. If you've never heard of Burning Man, it's uh, go look it up. There's documentaries on it. It's this huge festival in the desert. Uh, it's all about unity and oneness. And if you look at their poster here, they've got uh, these weird timelines in the background. They've got uh, DNA in the middle of this spray of pink powder. They've got a dinosaur bones coming out of it. Uh, lots of interesting stuff here. So, um, they've got a horse skeleton in the background, a Zeppelin flying overhead, uh, pouring out these trails of this pink dust. They've got uh, a planet that's an eyeball. And I mean, it's some cool imagery. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying what's actually happening. Here's a quote that they put on there from Zhaung Zi. And uh, come on, TikTok, y'all are y'all are being a problem. They don't want me, you know. The Matrix doesn't want me doing this one. Um, I dreamed I was a butterfly flitting around in the sky. Then I awoke. Now I wonder, am I a man who dreamt about being a butterfly, or am I a butterfly dreaming that I am a man? I hope you guys get this deep thing that I'm talking about today. This deep deeper understanding because I don't claim to know anything but I've been willing to walk away from everything to find that truth and I'm pretty sure that that's the message that Christ had for us not mine but his you interpret all of this as you will again I can't make anybody's decision for them I'm not even telling you to go do anything because of this but it's everywhere guys the Grand Delusion Festival. The Unveiling Festival. I made all these posters with meaning behind them. Not meaning to, uh, you know, again, I'm not uh, in one of those secret societies or anything trying to put together symbolism, but I'm just saying I think there's a spiritual law that truth is always shown because this entire world has to be made out of truth or it wouldn't even exist. Yet you have evil, evil maker gods that have made things, and that's what we're trapped in. And as we begin to wake up to that, there's a brand new message on the horizon. And that message comes from Luke 5, 36 through 39. Jesus' response continues in two short parables. Uh, Luke has a more detailed version. And he spake... Also a parable unto them, no man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. Did you catch that there? And no man putteth new wine into old bottles or old wineskins. Else the new wine will burst the bottles or wineskins and be spilled. And the bottles shall perish, but the new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new, for he saith, The old is better. So what does that mean, guys? What does that mean? Again, you have to decide. But I kind of think that there's a new thing going on. I think that Jesus Christ, in whatever form he's come in humanity, is speaking of a different being that we're all connected to, that we can all ascend to. And we don't have to use sorcery or rituals on this earth to access it. It's through our consciousness. It's through our higher self. 
It is through that still small door and voice within us when we quiet ourselves and actually ascend the matrix. So I hope this message finds you well, guys. Um, like I said, go do your own research. Check all this out for yourself. See what your thoughts are. Uh, check out my other videos. Thank you guys for being here. Be sure and subscribe, like, follow, comment, all the stuffs. Uh, which version of the Bible do you believe is best? Um, I read them all, but I really like the Names of God Bible because it puts some of that stuff in closer context to the name. But also the World English Bible seems to be closer to like the Greek uh, and the Hebrew. I don't know. I I have to read a lot of them. Biblehub.com is one of the best places I go because I can look at multiple versions. Then I can click on Greek or Hebrew and cross-reference it and see if what I'm reading is actually what it said. So uh, that's probably the best place I would suggest to go is biblehub.com or .org. I can't remember. Um, let me see. Biblehub. It is biblehub.com. Yeah. And it's going to have, uh, you've got topical, you've got Strong's Concordance, and you've got the Bible there. You can search any verse, uh, any book. And then you can cross-reference it and read it back to back there. Annie Logan says, thank you, Cub. You bet. Thank you, guys. God bless you for being here. Uh, KJV 1611 is the only word of God and can prove Old Testament. Hey, good for you. That's that's great. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily believe that. But, um, but hey, you know, again, we've all got to find our own path. Like, nobody can find it for us. So, um. But anyway, yeah, I just, uh, for me, guys, the God of the Old Testament is not the God of the New Testament. Um, and I think that we've got to quit justifying that when we justify the things that he did as coming from an all-loving, all-powerful Father that's in and through all things and within us and the divine love of the Father, or if you believe like I do, the divine love of the Mother and the Father created the Logos, the Son. And that Son, that Logos, has been present in creation nothing was created without it therefore that truth has to shine through that's a spiritual law of creation the law of creation look up the law of creation like the hindu law of creation really really interesting anyway oh okay i see what you're saying uh jd21 kjv 1611 is the only word of god and i can prove it um, yeah, I actually haven't read the 1611. I'd love to, I need, I'd love to get my hands on a physical copy of it. Uh, it would be really cool to have. And uh, I don't know if they still print like that version of it. I doubt it, but I might look for that. And if I can find that, I'll try to make that available to everyone. So, um, using numbers, you can prove mathematics to be true. You can use Gematria with the Bible to show. Yeah, absolutely. Gematria is a whole nother a uh, whole nother level of understanding that I'm not very good at, but I definitely see uh, the correlation between that. Um, and we'll talk about some other stuff with Gematria and Jesus and Lucifer later when I have more data around that. But I've found some things that are really interesting with that, and I'll continue to research. I'll continue to study. Um, but again, you guys do your own studies because I can't tell you anything. I'm just here sharing mine. Um, and, and as we move forward together as a tribe, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support. Thank you. 5,000 likes this morning. God bless you guys. 5,000 likes. And we've had, I don't know what, maybe 3000 people come across this and some new followers and stuff. So we're reaching a lot, which I'm really, really thankful for. Um, thank you for all you guys have done to help support me. If you guys want to, uh, go check out the website. That's the best way. You can support me um, through what I'm doing is the merch, but also I've got a book called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. So if you're not into the merch or you don't like the art style or something, but you still want to support me, um, you can go check out my book and I actually read through it with you. It's called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. This is kind of what the cover looks like. It's a little blown up here, but uh, that's what the cover looks like. Um, and it, so it's a Christ-centered walk through your personal gifts um, to figure out like who you are and who God says you are and the things that he's given you, uh, to unlock those within you. So 
I wrote that in 2020 when I went through a huge shaking in my life. And so that was one of the beginnings of this journey that I've been on. So um, if you like kind of my approach to things, then I think you'll really enjoy the book. And it's been highly reviewed by the people that have gotten it. It is on audiobook, and that's kind of the way I present it. There it is. There you go. Uh, yeah, Field Guide to Christ-Centered Success. So uh, not necessarily like coming at it with like a financial success thing, but the principles in this can really just unlock a lot of things in your life, or, or it has for me at least. So I think you guys will really enjoy that. So anyway, go check that out. Thank you guys for being here. God bless you. I love you guys, and I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Peace.